In every therapeutic orientation, people are helped. They feel more comfortable within themselves. Their behavior changes, often in the direction of a better adjustment. Their personalities seem different, both to themselves and to others who know them. But what really happens in successful therapy? What are the psychological processes by which change comes about? In all the rich nuances of changing thoughts and feelings, as illustrated in the last chapter, are there any discernible generalities, any objective and scientifically accurate ways in which the process can be described for all clients? It is to a discussion of these questions in their particular relationship to client-centered therapy that this chapter is devoted. Let it be said at the very outset that in the present state of our knowledge, we do not really know what is the essential process of therapy. We have become more and more deeply impressed with the many ramifications of the process and the way in which it takes on different meanings depending upon the point of view of the observer, but we recognize that its definitive description is still a task for the future. Rather than dogmatically attempting to make perfectly clear that which is not perfectly clear, it seems best to present the many hypotheses which are currently held in regard to the process of client-centered therapy and the research evidence which supports some of them. Perhaps the very variety of the hypotheses will serve to broaden professional thinking and will stimulate the discovery of more accurate and inclusive hypotheses. In a general way, therapy is a learning process. Maurer has effectively helped to point this out, as of others. The client learns new aspects of himself, new ways of relating to others, new ways of behaving. But what precisely is learned and why? This is what we would like to know. It is not enough to take learning theory as it has been developed from studies of rats or from experiments with nonsense syllables and impose it upon the process of therapy. The rich experience of therapy has much to contribute to our knowledge of what is significant learning, as well as having much to gain from integrating previous knowledge of learning into the known facts about therapy. Hence, in the present state of the psychological sciences, we are left with many more questions than answers as to the process and content of the learning which takes place in psychotherapy. In such a situation, it seems best to look, as closely as we can, at the facts as we have them, whether they are clinical observations or verified research findings. Consequently, in the material which follows, there are groups under convenient general headings, some of the changes which are known to be, or hypothesized to be, characteristic parts of this therapeutic learning process characteristic aspects of what is thought of as the movement of the client in therapy. The order of presentation is not significant, except that some of the aspects for which we have the most research evidence have been placed first. Following these descriptive formulations, which in some instances overlap and in some instances appear to contradict each other, an inclusive theory of the process of therapy will be presented, which, it is hoped, is sufficient to contain the evidence thus far available.